Candace, is it weird that I feel like I'm good at breaking up? What? Yeah, I feel like I'm really good in the breakup conversation. It's That's like a weird skill to have, maybe. How do you even know this? Have you gotten like ratings afterwards? Like that was know. a good dumping. I, I guess it's just self-assessment. Maybe I'm <laughs> thinking uh, too highly of myself with it, but I just feel like I've had... I've had a hard, painful breakup conversations, but I've also had some really positive ones, which is sort of weird, right? I'm really looking forward to understanding more. (laughs) I'll tell you all about it. Hey everyone, I'm Matt. And I'm Candice. And this is Dateology. A voice for Christian metropolitan dating. Where we collect honest stories for liberating wisdom for discovery and companionship and we're gonna graciously be your host today as we talk all about the breakup the breakup Ooh, ouch feels like a punch in the gut to even just say the words breakup (laughs) i like i'm feeling uncomfortable laughter right now welling up in me because breakups are just so painful painful you sound it seems like you have something on your mind well i mean I've been through really painful breakups, and mm-hmm. so agreed. Yeah, uh, same. Yeah, I was telling you before the show that my the worst breakup I was ever well, maybe not the worst breakup, but I got broken up with on my birthday. Ooh, once yeah, yeah. <laughs> a guy took me out on my birthday, and even like planned a surprise thing where my friends met up with us for dessert, Whoa. and then out of nowhere he just got really weird and like wouldn't hold my hand Whoa! and at the end of the night he said the perfect girl should fit like a glove and i'm just not it hmm that's interesting that's an interesting line the perfect girl should fit like a glove i've i've broken up gnarly with people too oh, yeah. so i'm curious yeah like what, what oh happened? i had a really oh, sweet man. boyfriend in high school oh who Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday. I'm sure we'll get into that more at some point <laughs> on the show. Wait, you you host a dating podcast and Valentine's Day is your favorite holiday. How <laughs> serendipitous. <laughs> yeah, it's obvious. Have you watched the romantic comedy Serendipity? I, I have not. Oh, it's a great one. It's, it's probably my favorite rom-com. Okay, but can I divert back to holiday. my story? You know what? I totally took us off track. <laughs> We'll okay, talk so about rom-coms later. So, okay, back in high I school, this super sweet guy. Super sweet guy I was dating. I think it was my first boyfriend ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew it was my favorite holiday. And I also go out for people that I'm dating for Valentine's Day. So, yeah. like, I did all this stuff for him and created mm-hmm. one of those, like, mailboxes like we had in uh, elementary school with, like, saying the nice things inside. That You know, you're I decorating them. I about this. A mailbox with nice things inside? For Valentine's Day. <laughs> the construction paper are mailboxes and other kids come up and they like put little valentines inside oh, and put candy. the valentines exchange anyway, of valentines so I did all okay, these okay, things. okay cool. he came to my house and brought my family breakfast and brought me Your breakfast family yeah and had Whoa, all these he was presents courting you oh my yeah lady. and it was so sweet and then he was going out of town with his parents that weekend to the beach mm-hmm. and i must have like just gotten really scared and nervous after this wonderful valentine's day yeah and i broke up with him while he was did you feel a little smothered family honestly this is probably will go deep in like my psyche i didn't uh-huh. feel smothered i think it was my own attachment issues you were just like, like i want to be independent team. and blah, blah, i think blah, blah, blah. i didn't have the capacity for love for like deep intimacy and mm. that was really sweet and it over fried me 
Yeah. Like I hit my capacity. Mm. Oh man, that's tough. I've been there too. God bless. God bless that you have expanded that capacity over time. Woo-hoo! God's doing good work in you, sister. One yeah, I, I can reflect time. back on that too. There's been people that I broke up with um, or broken up with me like both ways where it's uh, it's like, gosh, that that relationship probably could have worked out could have worked out if I dated them right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like now I, I've just learned a lot of things. I'm a little less self-righteous than I used to be, at least a little bit. Mm. <laughs> Still got a good amount of it in me. And uh, a lot more open to being like gracious with people and mm-hmm. stuff. And But in the breakup moment, yeah. I think uh, it can be really tough. And <laughs> this is... Uh, something I've experienced and I've probably done to people too, is just like how in the moment a bl- breakup can be like totally blindsiding. Just like, where did that come from? I yeah. did not see that Like coming. I thought everything was fine. Yeah. Valentine's day was great. You seem so happy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And then next thing you know, it's just like, can we have a talk? <laughs> it's not working. We, um, you know, I, I appreciate you as a person and it's, Oh, it's not so you, sad. it's me, right? You know, it's so trite line from ages ago. But the blindsided feeling. So how do you feeling. do this well? Okay, so if the yeah. problem is like you're blindsided. Yeah, and um, then you're heartbroken by the blindsided. Because there's grief. often this disparity that happens between people in a breakup situation, right? Because, you know, maybe as much as we love the idea of a perfectly mutual breakup, and maybe they exist, but I feel like they're rarities. Right? Yeah, I feel like that mutual breakups usually peter out over time. That's true. And That's someone true. finally says it. It's like we've both kind of lost interest in yeah. seeing that this isn't or working. Or it's been long distance or something. Yeah. But for the most part, there is an initiator. There's initiator. That's so spot on. Ugh. There's a person who initiates the break, right? And it's the person who's just like saying, hey, can we talk about this or whatever, right? And maybe even both people are like on board. But there's something about uh, the power dynamics of being the initiator versus yeah. the Yeah, well, the rejection initiating. and what that does to you, like, oh, in man. your brain and how you process oh, wow. the pain. Yeah. Um, hmm. So they say that, like, because of the way that we're wired as mammals and our attachment style, um, or just attachment in general, that when we perceive rejection mm-hmm. or abandonment, that it goes off inside of our body, these signals that like, we're not okay, that we're going to be left for dead. Oh my gosh. So when people are like crying hysterical and have really difficult aftermaths, that's not like a controllable thing. It It's deep in our wiring. How interesting. And, and the break that's happening on a biological level. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, you know, evolutionarily or something like that. Like part of the value of a relationship from that framework is like, Oh, here's a person who will help, uh, who uh, will join together and like Mm -hmm. have babies together and form a clan Mm -hmm. and there's security in that. Yeah. That will help us survive in this harsh, harsh planet. Yeah. Something I learned recently is interesting is the dependency that happens during relationships. So Hmm. also on a biological level, when you're, um, getting close with someone romantically, your like heart rate and different parts of your like regulatory system sync up. Yes. So that's why people like freak out or need that constant connection. It's right. It's a necessity. 
for relationship that we are like that there's positive affirmation and trust mm-hmm, and commitment mm-hmm. that you're there when I call out to you that you know my needs that you're attuning I see. and that keeps both people regulated like your heart rate oh wow do you think that stuff not syncing up is the stuff that leads to a breakup <sighs> I imagine there's lots and lots of reasons for a person to break up or for a couple to break up right but I mean if it's syncing up oh, I mean here's something I've here often because our culture is so independent focus huh. is sometimes when that dependence happens i feel like something's wrong when the dependence happens yeah when you oh, feel like you need so the true. other person or you see the other person needing you there can be like whoa. oh you're needy whoa yeah this uh okay pause on the breakup conversation okay. for a very interesting rabbit trail which is <laughs> the idea <laughs> of neediness yeah. in a relationship mm-hmm. and dependence in yes. a relationship because I think, um, you know, I'm a very independent person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and for me to like tell, uh, tell a woman I'm dating or something like I need you. Yeah. That actually feels like next level mm. beyond even something like I want you or I love mm. you or something like that to actually express a need for mm-hmm. a person. Right. It's and a it's a beautiful exa- thing. It is a very, very beautiful thing. And it's right. a real healthy thing. Very healthy. Very good to learn how to be interdependent with another person. Yeah. Right. And Did you know huh. that by creating security in a relationship to let the other person know like that I'm here and I'm for you yeah. actually decreases the amount of perceived clinginess? Because if we're yeah. linked up. Mm hmm. On a biological level, yeah. and you're you're showing me that you're here, and I'm perceiving you to be here and for me. I'm not needing to cling for you, right? Because right, I right. feel regulated. Okay, so so p- if you run yes. because you're feeling like someone's being too needy, you're actually making them more needy because you're setting off their system that you are not. Yeah, and it, it sets the discrepancy if one person's like oh, I'm hyper-independent and I don't need anybody. Yeah. And the other person is like, oh, I actually need you. I want to be connected to yes. you. And so it's a cat and mouse game at that point. Yeah. Where it's just like, uh, oh gosh, that's complicated. There's I, I, a couple of books I want to throw out there for yeah, our listeners. Perfect. One is Attached. It's kind of a pop culture attachment book, but it's really good way to uh-huh. understand some of the cat and mouse that happens in relationships. Yeah. And the other is called Safe People by Henry Cloud. Oh, and cool. it points out the ways that we are drawn to like relationships that don't create that safety and what healthy dependence looks like. Okay. Well, everybody check those things out. I'm going to check them out. Uh, okay, so let's veer back, back on to the, the path breakup. to breakups. I bum, imagine bum, some bum. of what you just described is fertile ground for why some people break up. But now thinking again, uh, so people go through a breakup, and what happens most often? There's at least some people who are just like, "Man, this is painful. This yeah. is a heartbreak." Yes, that's a real thing. Yes, that happens in a breakup. Yes, and yeah. sometimes I think. Uh, uh, you know, a person can be floating. I, I know I've gone through experiences of breakups where, uh, you know, I I got depressed. I was yeah. like down and out for weeks and weeks, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. I remember it being like, um, you know, uh, and the way depression manifests is uh, there's like a dampening of desire mm-hmm. and feeling and all sorts of things. So it was mm-hmm. just like, just wanted to sleep all the time because mm-hmm. it was, uh, and right around that time, I, um, 
so my favorite album of all time is uh, Figure Eight by Elliot Smith. It's like just so good. And mm. there's one song on it. If anybody knows this album, they already know which one I'm going to talk about. And it's called Everything Reminds Me of Her. Mm. And that I always feel like I was living in that song. Mm. And that was my life. And I had to like eventually stop hearing that song mm. or else it would just like send me into like depressive spiral, yeah. which Elliot Smith tended to be in most of his life. Mm. Poor guy. Um, so that's not an uncommon phenomenon. No, where not you at all. Break up with someone and go into um, it could be months to years of yeah. this depressive um, separation. And some of that is the biology in your brain um, having to cut some of those cords. If mm. you were vulnerable well and loved well, l- like love to the point of risk, um, then it's going to really hurt. Yes. And so it that asse- obs- yes. obsessive thoughts, um, depression, mm-hmm. the stages of grief, those are very common. The desire for the relationship to get back together. What you just said is really interesting to me, which is that a breakup being hard actually correlates to the amount of connection That's right. that has happened in the relationship. That you have put, yes, the so amount of like openness and Openness and being at placed. stake and all of that. Yeah. The things, the stakes being high. Right, which is why the person that's initiating the breakup is usually fares much better because mm-hmm. they have already had an opportunity. They've already and processed chosen the stakes and let them go and yeah, all that. Yeah, they've chosen out. Right, right. So they have headway so on hard. the process. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's so complicated. So what is this like? What's some of the problems with church culture and mm. community and yeah. the aftermath of a breakup? Ooh, yeah. So, uh, of course, you know, people uh, people date within church or in the community mm-hmm. or whatever. In the same CG. Yeah, in the same group and small group and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, or in the same congregation, at least. In, and then... Uh, you show up to church and there's your ex. Yeah. Well, now what do I do? Right? And it can feel like a complicated question. And mm. um, and I think the response there, it's really normal for it to be sad or a little fearful or mm. um, or or maybe as it's uh, being been processed through to like to feel s- slowly more comfortable with it. But I feel like that really takes some time, mm. right? Like, uh. And I, I just, I think I want people to be gentle with themselves, mm, with how this takes. Yeah, exactly. And kind to the other person. And to kind of the other. I love that. Kind to of the other person. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important. Mm. Yeah. I've m- been really hurt before by people that weren't gracious after the fact. Mm, and yeah. And it was like adding insult to injury. Ooh, yeah. That's really tough because, like, sometimes there's this desire to have a certain level of. Uh, connection or something after Mm. a breakup and occasionally that's mutual and occasionally that's not mutual which i think is a a fascinating thing like people who you know in a breakup conversation are like oh yeah um can we still be friends (laughs) you know like is that uh, just a platitude because a lot of people offer that and i think i'm on friendly terms with a lot of my exes at this point which feels good but it took time interesting interesting Um, yeah but then people have said that to me and, and then you follow through and like, clearly you don't want to be my friend because you walk the oh, other sure. direction when I walked into church. <laughs> totally. <laughs> to- yeah. Yeah. No joke. And I, uh, man, I personally am, 
I, I know I have the words have come out of my mouth before of like, I hope we can still be friends. Mm. And um, in terms of how I actually lived after that, I didn't really want to be friends with the person. Mm. Like, that's so what were you saying th- in that moment? Um, I think what I was saying in that moment had more to do with um, I like an I value and appreciate you and enjoy being connected to you and hope that we still can. Yeah. Um, but I just think it, it doesn't take into account how actually painful and difficult and challenging it is to break up with somebody. Yeah. Right. Like, and to sever that connection, to sever the connection. Like there's something about like if a, if a relationship gets intimate enough that it actually feels complicated to uh, be anything but that intimate with that person. Well, I think there's always this hope too that the person will come back. Like I know a yeah. lot of married couples who dated and broke up for a while. Oh, me too. Yes. And got back together. And so I think yes. there's that hope that some people cling on to is Yeah, yeah. Maybe this isn't really the end. Maybe oh my gosh, them or I will have, you know, like you were talking about earlier, that growth or something will change. Yeah, that yeah. when we try again it will be a more successful experience. I I have also had a bunch of friends, like uh, an extraordinary number of friends, like kind of disproportionate. It's sort of interesting who have um, broken up and then got back together with a girlfriend or boyfriend and then got married. Right. Mm -hmm. So that almost became like a story that inhabited my mind as Mm. if I'm like, Oh, that's how this is supposed to go. Sure. So um, I think that might have partly informed complicated. It does make, because it's like, I can't just let it go. Because I'm still rooting for the the big reunion opportunity. And that's part of of the grief is that people are hoping, like your brain wants to make sense of it. And so hope is one way to alleviate pain Mm, is that this is only temporary. And the hope is for the the mend of the relationship, not hope for what new possibilities lay ahead. Right, yes. Hope for that person back because you've created this deep bond and... Your brain doesn't want a different bond. You want the bond you had. Oh, that's so true. And you know, um, like I, this is an interesting story. So like when I was, um, yeah, I'd, I've had like a few pretty significant relationships in my life. And um, with two of those significant relationships, I've reached back out, out to the person because I wanted to see if there could be new mm-hmm. possibilities there. Mm-hmm. So there were times where I was like the breakup doesn't feel final like mm. I I want to go back yeah and uh and that's like a really risky thing to do mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that I did that mm-hmm. uh because even though I in both cases I didn't end up getting back together yeah. with these women um I'm glad that they're I didn't leave a stone unturned you know yeah. what I mean I think that's beautiful I can look back at my life where like conversations you think, oh, should I have this or not? I, I told a friend recently, I've always been glad when I do. Even That's if the good. result isn't positive, because yeah. you don't walk around yeah. with some of that guilt of what if, what could have been. Right. And you right. do get some more resolve and closure by reaching out in that case. And if they're so saying no, thank you, it's true. like, well, yeah, still final. It's still final, right? And it, that has a way of exactly what you said, bringing the, the true closure to it yeah. i feel like that's the the part of processing a breakup yeah that's maybe most significant is um finding closure 
in a relationship. I would really like to hear from you. Yeah. Just hearing that from you, the idea of closure, it makes me think once you told me that when you break up, you make sure that it's clear that it's final. Yes. So you started this topic with, I'm so good at breaking up. (laughs) Sure. Can you give us some tips for what a gracious, kind, clear breakup sounds like? All right. You ready for tips and tricks for breaking up (laughs) with Matt Barrios? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> here it is, everybody. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> oh my gosh! I feel like there should be some weird like, '80s music yeah, in the background, like, <laughs> or just like a bum 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 bum, you know that sort of oh thing. Gosh. Tips and tricks. Here goes. <laughs> um, no, like it's a, it's like a tender and beautiful thing. I think it's, uh, and this is the biggest thing that I think makes a breakup better, is seeing a breakup as a service to another person, mm. right? Like, uh, so if I get clear that. Uh, like I shouldn't be with this girl anymore or something like that. Um, it's a service to her that I, I like go through a good closing, uh, conversation or whatever Mm. set of conversations so that the relationship comes to a close. Right. Like, um, if a girl I'm dating is, uh, clear that she's doesn't want to be dating me anymore. Like, it's really generous for her to like walk through the process of like letting me know and like in a very kind way, setting me free from the need to stay connected Mm. romantically. Right. Like, so I'd say that's, you know, part of what informs what goes into a good breakup conversation in the moment. How can this be a service to someone else? How can this be a service to another person, an act of generosity Mm. and even in, in an interesting way, an act of like, final act of love for this Mm. person right like um where the love shifts toward um i want to serve this person by setting them free from this this whole relationship so i think practically which might not feel loving to them yeah 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 and that's totally and that is an important thing to acknowledge so part of like what i think this sounds like is entering into that exact conversation which is like course making it clear it's just like hey you know like i i i'm not i'm realizing that this relationship's not working out for this reason this reason this reason like a variety of good reasons might include things like um i'm not see we're not seeing eye to eye on this and that we're actually having quite a bit of tension uh you know like there's high conflict that we're not getting to the bottom of ever finding any way out of like and i feel like i don't want to keep you or me in that dysfunction or something like that, you know, or, um, uh, I'm realizing that I'm just not as excited about this relationship. And I just like want, I want somebody who's like, Oh, you don't like that? That you're not that excited about the relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a really hurtful thing to say. I, I get that, you know, that, that could be pretty hurtful. And also, isn't that kind of what's at the bottom of every breakup conversation? Maybe you don't but actually say it, but it is part I of mean, it, right? I mean, people replay messages in their mind. So I had yeah. someone in a very difficult breakup say, like, I've just been more excited about other people. And that yeah. has replayed in my mind. Oh, yeah. Now, that's like I could have lived my whole life not knowing that fact. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I think you're calling attention to, like, Basically, no matter what, any breakup conversation is going to be replayed so in any person's mind. So how do you do, like, mind. empathy? That, like, how, how is there, like, the room for grace and empathy? Yeah. 
So I think voicing appreciation for a person goes a long way, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, to be grateful for who the person is and what the relationship was. Like, it wasn't all bad by any means, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so saying things like, "Hey, what really initially drew me to like wanting to date was this, this, and this." Like, and I've s- and over the course of dating, I've seen this great thing about you and this great thing about you. I think like you're really great person even if i feel like we're not supposed to be together right um i think that's like a valuable thing to like to not just like demonize a person in a breakup conversation right. but still be able to affirm and encourage a person yeah, that is in very nice breakup conversation right so i think that's important it's just interesting took, yeah just took a i big did take inhale. a big inhale i'm really curious even yeah. though like yeah. we're not having an actual breakup conversation yeah. like i feel the weight of receiving it yeah. even though like you're just totally, riffing totally. off of this like imaginary thing um yeah. just feeling the weight of how painful it is when you love someone and they say you're great but i'm I'm not feeling it. I'm, I'm not as excited forward. about you. <laughs> I'm Woo, sorry. I'm come just on kidding. now. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> now I'm just playing troll right now. Um, so, um, so that I, I agree. Like the, there's no way to sidestep the heaviness of some of this, which is yeah. really important to have in the breakup conversation. Just like the check-in, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Like, yeah. how is this hitting you? You know? And to be prepared for the tears, for the tears, for, for the, the questions, the questions, all of it, right? Yeah. Like, because you know, like, man, if and this again back to the framework for entering into this conversation, how can I serve this person mm-hmm. in this conversation? And so, part of that you were saying before too is being really clear that it's over and not being saying things clear. like maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of, um, and this this is what I learned by doing it poorly, you know, a few times too. But like, I think it's really important, and having it done poorly with me as well. But like, I think it's very very important to get down to the reasons why the breakup's happening, right? And to uh, to have a conversation of just like, like, are we clear about like why this isn't why why we're breaking up right now? Like, can it uh, be more of a discussion? Like yes, 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 exactly. I, I think That's exactly so what I'm far saying. What Ask the question, saying, are we clear? Yeah, well, I mean, are you clear is kind of at the end. Like, no, 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 I no are we clear? Like, like, but can you start the conversation more like, hey, I've noticed we've had a lot of fights lately. There's a lot of tension. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? And setting the stage for more mm. like feedback on both ends so it doesn't feel like someone is getting blindsided and allowing them to say like, yeah, it's been hard lately and like you can build yeah, on that. Yeah. yeah, it's been hard for me too. I so agree with you. No matter I what, there's got to be tons of room for conversation around all of it. Because I think coming in and saying like, I'm done, even in a gracious way, if someone is receiving that as pure blindsided rejection, yeah, I think the way to like minimize trauma in this is really important. So like allowing the person to feel like they're part of the decision making. I don't know if that sounds manipulative, but if there's a way to. I see what you're saying. So invite the conversation in order to almost like, and and this is where it does feel manipulative to me is like, almost like, oh, are we all both buying into this? Like we both like agree that this like creating buy-in, you know, like that feels very, very weird to me. I think a person just needs to be able to show up and represent how they're what they're thinking what they're feeling right like 
in a way that's loving and compassionate and willing to be in the moment with the person and hear how they're feeling and all that. But part of, part of the thing that makes breakups difficult is I don't know if there's a way to like, to nerf the impact of it. Right. Like, I don't think there's a way to make it easy. And so sad Mm. because yeah, if you're about to set something off in someone's life that could, that will like, Maybe bring them to depression for the next like six months. Sure. And like shatter some of their dreams and hopes. Yeah. And investment that they've put into the relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I, and that's so quite possibly what will happen in a lot of breakup conversations. Right. right? So how, uh, maybe this then turns into the, another way of viewing it. If I'm like serving this person in their recovery, from the breakup even too mm. right like and that's where things like uh not giving this like vague oh but let's check back in with each other false you know hope. in a month right you know something like that like the not giving the false hope but like setting up room for the clean break i think is yeah. important and for like for everybody involved in the conversation to feel like i i feel clear about like why we're breaking up right now you know, like I, I, I feel clear on why you want to break up right now. Even if, you know, the the person who's being initiated with doesn't want to break up, like, but I get why you. Yeah. So we've talked a lot right now about like how to break up well. Mm-hmm. And then, so what about the person that just got broken up with? What Good kind of question. hope can we bring to that individual? Mm, yeah. What kind of call to community can we make? That's so good. Well, first of all, I think I just attention to the way if a person's brokenhearted about this god's very near to the brokenhearted mm. and all this like he's uh he's got your back right like for anybody who is heartbroken those are some of the times where i'll just speak personally from my experience like i feel like some of my call into seminary mm. involved like going through breakup and finding god in mm. that breakup in in some of the most like needed and beautiful and life altering ways mm. and ways for me ever. Right. Like, um, and, uh, the old C.S. Lewis quote, like how pains the, the megaphone of God or mm. whatever. Right. Like, have you read totally hind feet and hind high places? Uh-uh. Okay. People have talked to me about it a lot recently and then someone sent it to me and it's so beautiful. It's oh, an cool. allegory of this girl. Mm. Her name is Much Afraid and she goes on a journey with a shepherd to high places uh. and she has to get fitted with hind feet to like go up this mountain uh, to the high like places. A, uh, like a Mr. Tumnus? <laughs> yes, like Mr. Tumnus. Okay, okay. And so he gives her companions of sorrow and suffering. Sorrow and suffering are because the companions. She what she needs them to equip her feet. Um, so it's just wow. a beautiful allegory of how we have to go through sorrow and suffering mm. to experience the heights of the love of God. Wow. I feel like that is just mind-blowing for me. And it's so very good. beautiful and biblical and makes sense with my life. Like some of the times that I've been in the deepest grief mm-hmm. have also been the most clarifying and beautiful mm for my relationship with God. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Wow. I highly recommend that book. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So we're talking about how to love the person that got broken up, loving the person who's been broken up with. And if a person is, uh, is going through heartbreak after a breakup or something, 
what what do they do what's like what are good possibilities what are what's the help that's available or so i've collected like some resources oh yeah i'm really curious like um, psychological resources yeah. or anything like that yeah yeah <laughs> so things that i recommend is there's an app now called mend oh wow and um it's an a monthly app. subscription wait a breakup app yeah it's actually phenomenal i have clients that have um used it and friends and on this app you check oh in gosh. daily you rate how you're feeling that day, how wow. the breakup is impacting you. And then it gives you some training sessions for things like self-care, for understanding the breakup, normalizing Whoa. what's happening with the abandonment in your body. And it's a oh great resource. Gosh. And then it has a, like a it's prompt crazy. for journaling. So I highly recommend Mend. It turns a breakup. It's like an app that gamifies your breakup. I mean, it's not that <laughs> cheap. So, I know, you don't I know. get points. Well, I'm just but like, it's like a coach for your breakup. A coach for your breakup. Wow. Um, I I feel like Silicon Valley, you know, we live we live in the Bay Area. We do. And um, the fact that there's an app for mending from a breakup is kind of incredible and weird at the same time. Sure. Like, And I hope, I hope and pray that it really, really helps people. Um, and I think, you know, if if this is like a resource that's like will help walk a person through a breakup, mm-hmm. then God bless it. That sounds really great. Wow. Yeah. So mend. Um, mend. I also encourage people if, if you're having a hard time in a breakup, going to therapy can turn like what mm-hmm. is getting triggered inside of you with this person, with some of your family issues, with some of your own self doubt and rejection. Well, yeah. You can walk with um, a therapist through. That's good. I think, and this is something you and I have talked about before, but like the way um, hardship, pain, like the mess of dating, mm-hmm. but also the mess of a breakup can be a provision for us and yeah. helping us see or learn things that we would have never, ever seen. Yeah. We had never would have taken to God in prayer or something like that. Well, part of that too is the Imago theory in relationships that, um, and we've referenced this concept before, how the romantic relationships you're in often mirror the woundings from your childhood. And so when those don't oh, work, see. Wow. you can create a trauma because of the wounding from your childhood. Wow. So it's often what is getting stirred up in the moment, not just what's happening with a breakup, but what is it um, unsettled and deep in your core. So if I'm understanding you right, the way that human beings tend to be kind of like pattern people, Mm-hmm. You know, like, so we have some relational patterns that we have from when we're little kids with our parents and stuff, which have to do with how we treat relationships and love and rejection and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in a breakup, we might end up repeating some of those patterns. Yeah. And we're, so, we're so often attracted to what we did not get in childhood. Oh, wow. Okay. We're okay. Attracted to our own, like unmet needs and dysfunction i see i see so if you're attracted to someone who let's say is emotionally unavailable because let's say you know one of your parents worked all the time and they weren't emotionally available to you yeah and then that relationship doesn't work because mm-hmm. usually the attraction some of that momentum is i want to fix this because i couldn't yes. fix my parents Ooh, yeah 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 and so i'm hoping that you will buy into me and that this will work and then when it doesn't work it's like this reverberation all the way down to I'm five years old and my parent didn't I make see. it to my soccer game. And so the trauma. Oh is my deep. gosh. Okay. Okay. So that's how it can like have access to a deep button mm-hmm. 
which then makes the breakup experience hit that button, hit strike that deep, deep chord, mm-hmm. and then going through therapy with that and kind of like working through it, crying through it, grieving mm-hmm. through it, coming to understand some of it, um, will creates an opportunity to analyze some of the even deeper content that goes right, beyond the breakup pattern. and even change the pattern. Right, wow. So you're attracted to more so healthy things disrupted. next time. Wow. Yeah. So you don't keep repeating the pattern. That's, that's a like, hope. If yeah. you go into it and, and process and work through it with a good therapist. Oh, interesting. Wow. So other things I recommend journaling, uh-huh. um, being around community. There mm. are some, Support groups. Um, I know some in San Francisco for relational loss. Hmm. Um, so if you feel like you want other people who are going through something similar to talk with. Yeah. Um, self-care is really important. So making hmm. sure you're getting outside and eating. Eating ice cream. Also, yeah, eating ice Exclusively cream. Exclusively mint chip. That's funny. That's the uh, flavor of healing. <laughs> for Matt. <laughs> Um, but being kind to yourself and I often see individuals beating themselves up for the process and you wouldn't beat yourself up if you had a six month flu no no you would take care of yourself you'd understand it would be a bummer but you would allow yourself to sleep more maybe Mm -hmm. not push yourself as hard and so with emotions if you're feeling depressed you're feeling depressed there's no need to judge yourself on top of it Ooh, seriously sometimes we're almost enemies when we're uh, living through grief or pain or suffering is like uh, we have this internal thing in our head sometimes. I know I do. Where I'm like, I shouldn't be feeling this. Right. Bad. It shouldn't be so hard. It shouldn't be What's this hard. wrong? With I should me. be feeling better. Yeah. Something like that, which um, only compounds the problem. And it creates isolation because well, if I shouldn't feel this way, then I'm not gonna. I'm gonna talk to less people about it. I'm gonna oh, be less yeah, honest yeah. with myself and others. It turns into shame, and it's just like I don't want to talk to yeah. anybody about. All this nasty stuff that's wrong about me, right? And then the worst thing you could do is stuff right? it and not Ugh. feel it. And then you can get a cold, hard heart in the process. Oh, a cold. Oh, next thing we know, next stop is uh, cynicism. Mm. Making sure nobody ever, ever gets close to our hearts ever again. Which is like why this processing of a breakup is really key. And mm. God is so gracious in uh, providing a way. Through it, I I firmly firmly believe that there's like, um, like the kindness of God and also, uh, kindness of like good friends and church community and uh, a group and all that. Uh, gosh, uh, we all need love all mm-hmm. the time, and I also think, in times of pain or suffering or grief, that's some of the time when we need love the most, mm-hmm. and maybe even are poised to receive it at a deeper level because mm. it's not because we we're doing something nice and fancy and fun in mm. order to receive it. Like, sure. Yeah. So that makes it extra gracious. And I would say if you are a friend or family member to someone that's going through that grieving process, hope that this was helpful to normalize that, you know, sometimes people want to say like, get over it. It's not that big of a deal. Those mm. are not helpful words. Mm-hmm. This is someone's experience. So reach out to them, send them encouraging words, ask them if they're okay. Um, and help be that kind, um, loving figure in their life to, yeah, to get them through the mending process. That's good. When, as you know, you're, you're a therapist. So like, what are, some of the moments like the kind of click moments was just like uh you've witnessed um or it's just like okay that was the thing that was the click on that seemed like something huge got processed in the breakup uh it's just like oh that was like the moment um 
you know, I'll, I'll briefly share about me. Like I know some huge pieces to this, uh, a huge piece to this for me is forgiveness Mm. being a big part of it. Right. Like where I, um, because like I'm like way too easily slip into resenting people, Mm. you know, that God help me. That's like one of my signature sins. Right. Like, and, uh, and that resentment can, um, occupy my thoughts where I'm like replaying these situations. Mm. I'm still, bitter with this person and what have you and a key thing in all that has been uh walking through forgiveness with this mm. person right like um for me to stop like saying nasty things mm. about them mm. like t- in my head right like mm. and uh and even uh like realizing that i i see st- you know, saying the nasty things partly because like I've, I, I've like trusted that there's grace for them and I've Mm. extended grace to them Mm. and, um, often not like actually in a conversation or anything, but just like internally, like, like, okay, that person was that way and that sucks and God bless them. I forgive that and, uh, take care of them. Right. The forgiveness piece is really important. Um, and also on the other side of that, like if you're listening to this and you broke up with someone poorly, um, I think there's always room too for apologies and mm-hmm. asking for forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. Um, to answer your question, I more see like little, like uh, those flip moments you're talking about. Yeah. I, I think with any type of grief, it's usually pretty complicated. So there are times that you might have a realization that makes you feel better. You can connect it to your family member and there'll be like a little turn, but then you can dip again into deep sadness. Yeah. So I, I don't think I've seen Kinda like gotta a ride the wave moment. With it, you know, and yeah. accept it. Yeah. It's but true. there are layers of repentance, yeah. forgiveness, um, reallocating the pain. So how much of this is a projection from, you know, my childhood, yeah. how much of it is the person that was standing in front of me? How much of this is, feeling like uh, future dreams have been lost. Yeah. And so putting those in their own boxes so that you are grieving the correct thing in the moment and knowing how to respond to what's getting triggered in that moment. Another thing that's come to mind Mm. as like an important thing for getting over the breakup is winning the breakup by dating the other person faster. You know, dating, dating again faster than the other person. Is this a joke? Um, no, no, I'm being very serious. You need to date faster than the person you broke up with. I I'm am totally joking. not <laughs> signing off on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to win the breakup by there being is the no first winning. one back out there. It's about healing. <laughs> and some to that can take a like, while. I have to like call attention to that because that is like a thing I've actually thought before. And I know like people who I've talked to have actually thought before. Sure. It's like, like, oh, this person will... I'm not going to let them hold me back for long. I'm going to get back out Which is out so complicated fast. because then you could be wrecking the next relationship. <laughs> Seriously. If you're not ready. Right. Or if you're projecting needs and expectations at an inappropriate level to the new person. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to yourself. But if you're not ready and you're still grieving, allow yourself the process to grieve. And to win the breakup, Candace. There is no winning <laughs> the breakup. There, you can't win something that's been broken. You both have a loss. Oh, you yeah. both lost. Oh, gosh, uh, you, you really don't like this joke at all. I it's can see on funny. your face. 
<laughs> because I mean, it's, like, so it's so real. Funny. It's so real. And sure, I have after like breakups jumped on like a dating app or the something. rebound thing sure yeah to yeah. meet other people but what i've found is that yeah if you're not ready you're hurting yourself and then like potentially hurting other people totally it doesn't really work unless you're detaching yourself and then you're coming into the situation as like a false version of you you're, mm. like false identity trying to date someone else and get to know them that's not healthy mm. yeah so on second thought, maybe winning the breakup isn't important, Candace. I think I'm you've convinced so, me. so sorry if the other person gets in a relationship quickly. I think that's very painful. Oh, isn't that sad? Let's talk very about that for painful. a second. Oh, you know, that's happened for man. me before. Um where you know, I gave the example of uh like a person uh like wanting to get back together with the person mm-hmm. and like going back to get together with the person they're already dating somebody new, and Ouch. that was a thing. That was the main spiral of depression. How long um, in between? It was a, a month. Oh, yeah. ouch. Yeah, and, you know, we'd been dating ouch. for about a year. So, wow. you know, like that's pretty tough, so right? So painful. Um, and, and also, like, man, how interesting that as I'm talking about this right now, I can feel simultaneously the the grief and sadness of that and say that that sucks and also be like, Oh uh, yeah, you know, I guess that's just how that goes. And so you're on the other what side. What a bummer. Of it. You know, I'm on that's, the other side of it. I feel like that's of the health and healing. Exactly. I guess the goal that people can look forward to yeah. when you feel hopeless in such a tragic situation yeah. that one day you can look back with an honest perspective of both the pain and also some understanding. Yeah. And seriously, like way to go for her, like, you know, like finding love, right? Like cool. You know, like uh, I happen to know they end up getting married. Wow. That's kind of cool, right? Like a- as much as like that sucked for me big time, like I can also like say God bless him, right? Ooh. In a in a real Spoken way. Spoken by a truly healed man. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've noticed, Candice, I am incredibly holy. Oh, gosh. Like, uh, you know, I've repented for my ways of winning the breakup. You have some pride showing. <laughs> There's a little arrogance is it on the your smiles? face. This, is it this winning smile, Candace? Oh, is that the pride that's showing? You're not liking my jokes today. What's um, up with that? Oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> okay, thanks. You're hilarious. You're you sh- are, showing it really well. You are the... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I just feel the weight of the topic. Anyway. Okay, okay. And so it's funny. It's hard to be to have levity for something where you're feeling yeah. like some of the... You're, you're empathizing with the pain mm-hmm. of the breakup more mm-hmm. than you are like... Mm-hmm. the hopeful possibility to to be past it mm-hmm. yeah and that is beautiful and i can there are people in my life that i can look back at and even very serious relationships i don't know if i've shared this on the show yet but like mm. i was engaged years mm. ago and um i wish that person well and hope for them to yeah. find true love um mm. so i i i know that that is the hope of breakups that people can have distance and feel closure and honor and hope for the best in the other person. Yeah. And it's okay if that takes years to get to. Yeah. 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 I think it, it does take some time and truth be told, like this isn't about the, like winning the breakup thing. That was a hundred percent a joke, but also like a step 
I've noticed that is really the helpful kind of clear the air kind of, you know, like taking the ginger before the next piece of sushi, so to speak, is just like, um, you know, that old saying, take the ginger before the next piece of sushi. Never heard of that. You know, it's this common saying that we all know. You're ridiculous. (laughs) I think you just made that up. (laughs) So, uh, like the, but, but what I'm trying to say is like, um, I know one of the things that helps me feel very free from a, a breakup with person before is, um, is actually when I start dating again. Like, and I think mm-hmm. that is because, you know, I've never been a rebounder of a person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like I've taken, you know, years before mm-hmm. dating a person again. Right. Like, so that's never been my temptation. If anything, I'm more of the like stuck in indecision and take mm. forever to like get back in it kind of person right Mm -hmm. and um but i have found like as soon as i start like dating somebody new like like the old relationship just kind of doesn't um doesn't like the pain of the breakup or whatever it is it doesn't seem to follow me sure you know yeah is there anything like psychologically about that or is that just Mm. like i I would love to research that that because i've heard that consistently with people yeah um I would imagine that it's creating new neurological pathways and you're getting that need met and getting synced up with someone else. And so all of that like fear system that you're going to be left alone is like getting what it needs Hmm. through connection and intimacy. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to look into that science. Interesting. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts on breakups and important things for us to remember as we are having those conversations for the first time or living with the after the fact yeah uh avoid breaking up with people on holidays <laughs> no significant avoid dates. holidays and birthdays you know like uh <laughs> i've i've had the breakup conversation two days before a birthday before too that really sucks i'm there with you on that sure yeah, uh, yeah there must be something about like significant days that heighten the tension for people uh, interesting um but avoid That's significant days too. be kind kind if you bump into each other at church smile you can say hello yeah yeah, if it's possible, I think that's great, you know, like to show that sort of civility and kindness and yeah. stuff to one another. Yeah. Um, I mean, bitterness is a hard, like, I think we encourage people to find that kind of kindness on both ends. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Um, and, and be gentle with, everybody be gentle with yourself as you are going through your yeah. breakup process. Mm-hmm. It'll take time and it'll ride the wave. It'll unfold as it'll need to unfold. And God is on our side. Yeah. Loving us mm. all along the way. Really gracious, mm-hmm. near to the brokenhearted. Mm. And um yeah, and it's I find that extremely reassuring as we're going through uh things like this in dating that feel extra tender. Mm. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, good thanks. word. Thanks, Candace. Well, um, Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, you know, send it along to somebody that you love. We mm-hmm. would love for you to share it. And um, also, please follow us, comment, whatever on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, yeah, like we've said, we're releasing every other week these days. So you can look forward to the next episode in a couple of weeks. And until then, 
This is Dateology. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Love you.